Welcome to the Live Courageously podcast show number 26 of 2023. I'm your host, John Duffy, and this is the 42nd Live Courageously podcast show since I started the show one and a half years ago. Live Courageously has been the conscious theme of my life for the last three years since the beginning of the pandemic and an unconscious theme of my life for most of my life. Courage is the first of human qualities because it is the quality which guarantees all others. So let's meet today my courageous guest, Greg Duncan. Captain Greg Duncan completed U.S. Coast Guard basic training in Port Security School in 1990. In 1991, he received a Reserve Officer Commission to ensign and orders to the U.S. Uh, Naval Coastal Warfare and Har Harbor Defense Unit as a unit facility security weapons and force protection officer. In 2002, he received orders to active duty and reported to headquarters in Washington as a staff officer in the Port Security and Homeland Security Ops and Tactics Directorate. And he also co-chaired the underwater post port security work group that added diver and sonar cap capabilities to enhance underwater security. He also managed an $11 million budget, drafted the 2004 Maritime Transportation Security Act and Doctrine to pursue counterterrorism capabilities for maritime first responders. In 2004, he pr promoted and accessed into active duty, and he received orders to First Coast Guard Counterterrorism Unit Maritime Security Response Team as the Assistant Ops and Logistic Officer. He also executed National Special Security Events, NSSE missions with the U.S. Secret Service, and he additionally completed dive school. Greg deployed to uh, responded to catastrophic, catastrophic level one emergencies for fires, floods, and hurricanes in California, Texas, Georgia, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. He graduated from the National Defense University Reserve Component National Security Course in Washington, D.C. In 2008, he received orders to Sector Honolulu Command Cadre as Senior Reserve Officer, and duties were oversight and management of reserve forces in the Hawaiian Islands. In 2020, CDR Duncan was selected for the Senior Defense Official Defense Tache Program and returned to active duty for language school and attache training in Washington, D.C. He is listed as a first in Coast Guard history pages and in May 2021 was promoted to captain. Uh, Greg recently paused his civilian career as a SAG-AFTRA credited actor, a producer, a writer, an emergency management business consultant, and an adjunct professor at Azusa Pacific University teaching uh, uh, CT, law enforcement, and criminal justice courses. And Greg graduated from California State University, Long Beach, with a bachelor's of science degree in criminal justice, security management, and earned a master's degree in public administration from Cal State University, Northridge. His personal awards include Coast Guard Commendation Medals, Coast Guard Achievement Medals, Navy and Marine Achievement Medal, Global War Terror Service Medal, National Defense Service Medal, Armed Forces Expeditionary Service Medal, Humanitarian Service Medal, and multiple other team or volunteer service awards. Greg has three young adult children. He hails from Chicago, Illinois, and he grew up in sunny California. Greetings, brother. A pleasure to have you on my show. Wow, man. That's your abbreviated. I abbreviated your bio. And after reading that, I just feel like such a slacker. Man, what, what an impressive resume of education and public service, man. I, I, I commend you, man. It's an honor to have you on my show. Yeah, it's an honor to be here, John. Um, yeah, just listening to that was uh was interesting. And as you said, abbreviate, right? That's uh, yes, very abbreviated, trust me. Yeah, it's hard to knock down a three or four page thing of what you do. And it's one of the hardest things to do is talk about oneself. So, um, but yeah, that, that's glad to be here. Thank you for the, uh, the uh, invitation. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. Thank you for what you're doing as well. Hey, well, thank you, man. You know, I always start out the show with two questions. And the first one is, you know, uh, where did we meet? Because most of the people so far on my show have been people that I know personally, and you're one of those. Yeah. Um, do you remember where we first met or kind of in what world did we first meet in? Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you get around, right? You're not you're not a, a, an idle person. I'll say that. So I I do remember our first meeting. It was at, I think, L.A. Film School where you did a speaking engagement. And of course, doing what you do is uh, educating or spreading your world of what you do. And I think it was specifically line production type stuff, which you're 
a shmi, you know, subject matter expert uh, at doing that stuff. So I'm pretty sure that's where we first, but we've had, that was, I'm going to say 10 plus years ago, uh, give or take. But then we've had subsequent, you know, meetings and stuff up to including, you know, like a few weeks ago. So, well, you know, uh, we also met at, and I didn't remember that, now that you reminded me, you reminded me of that. But, you know, we met at a lot of uh, veterans and media entertainment events, Army and Navy game. Uh, a bunch of different uh, other activities. And I couldn't remember where American Legion post 43. Yep. I couldn't remember what was the first one, but, and I won't go deep into this, but you know, there's something that stuck with me at one point in that time we met and I know I was going through and you were going through rather some challenging times. And we had a chance to get together at your place out in the Valley. And yep. we spent a couple hours in what you call deep immersion time. And, uh, <laughs> All I remember, you know, it was a very challenging time, both financially, family, personally, faith, all kinds of things for me. Yep. And and that amount of time that we spent together was such a special time for me. And in, in many ways, it was like a turning point. Life started to turn kind of right after that. So yep. I really nice. I really appreciated that we got that ability to connect that deeply on so many levels and um, started us to, you know, build that bond and connection, man. It, it meant a lot to me. Good. Well, I'm glad it also uh, ditto that, right? Uh, to, as far as time goes, uh, very special time. You know, something I always say, John, and and uh, which you know, especially that particular meeting at the house that we had to uh, to one be present, right, and to be vulnerable uh, to talk about those things that a lot of you know veterans, men, just don't talk about, right? It's uh, that that uh, add value, uh, hopefully, and it sounds like we added value to each other's lives and to all those lives that we interact with, be it family, friends, uh, work colleagues, et cetera, brother, et cetera. Yeah, no, it, it, was, a it was a special day. And then, of course, you know, life, as you, I, I kind of touched a little bit on, on the bio, your life ended up t moving you in, in some new paths. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you went into so many other things. And I remember at the time, too, um, you were dealing with, there was the hurricane in Puerto Rico and, and you were dealing with that somewhere in that period of time, which was a rather difficult uh, uh, event for you on so many levels. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, that was an experience, you know, within the, the Coast Guard, which oftentimes in the reserves, we get called back based on skill sets we have uh, or, or the actual job that we're doing. And that was one that was... Uh, stretched uh you know uh not only the geog geography of that but also just the capability of what i was doing in a, in a national tier one emergency which was puerto rico which which was literally you know what i call a threefer right it's a so i did harvey which was texas and then did irma and i moved up the coast i moved from texas to st louis to to uh where i end up in um at the actually eoc uh for Georgia, right, where Irma was, which we thought, you know, uh, something was happening. Then I subsequently, which is a fun story, how I ended up in Puerto Rico. But uh, uh, to actually lead that, uh, what we call emergency preparedness liaison effort from, you know, from the beginning points to where I was able to hand it off to uh, uh, what, what we would call is uh, restoration. Uh, or what's, you know, once the, the initial response is done and, you know, lives are saved or Things are put in place and it's like well how do we move to the next level and that's where i hand it off and, and you know the second question that i always like to ask the guests is uh what does live courageously mean to you and obviously you've had a you know a unique um life of courage in, in, in so many different areas you know and of course living courageously can mean a lot of things to different people because it's a very broad term you know what is courage but I think your experiences, you know, uh, give you some uh, great insight as to what that means in, in the world to live courageously. Maybe you want to share that with us. Yeah, it's a good it's a great it's a good question. Right. Uh, what that means. And it means something. And it's you know, I tend to look at things in different hats or different buckets. Right. So living courageously, I'll take that as a personal uh, question is, you know, for me, it's it's something that uh, that I look at going, you know, what are un filter unfestered ways to uh, to live a life that is that you're putting yourself, you know, and this is something newer in the last 10 years or something, but to be vulnerable, right? To absolutely be vulnerable, which, which you know, we talked about a conversation we had, but that's something I pass, I pay forward sideways backwards, as I always like to say, um, courageously is that in itself, 
in this space that we're in today from a from from men talking right uh, is is something that we all need to do um, as we touch those different you know lives in our family not only professionally uh, actually professionally because um, you know that starts off and then the courageous part you know you're going to do those types of things based on your skill sets right what's courageous to someone else may not be courageous to some you know someone else right and then you look at yourself uh some people look at me and go man that's absolutely crazy and courageous how do you but for me it's like i'm just working right 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 if that makes any sense at all so perspective if uh it does. Well, you know, let's go back. Let's step back. How did you get into, you know, because obviously somewhere in your early life, you made a decision. You made a decision to, while you were going to school, share that. And you made a decision to join the Coast Guard. Yeah. And, you know, what what was that for you that took you in that direction that's led to such a uh, a successful career of service? Yeah. So uh, succinctly, I get asked that question a lot. And I like to share that with to my mentees at any time, I'm always mentoring five to 10 folks. Right. Uh, and that's a process, right. In, in itself. But, but I did that cause someone's did it for me. Right. Someone opened up that. And the, and the coast guard was one of those things, you know, I was working at that time for the you know police department and, uh, uh, my boss was like, Hey, you should come see what I do on the weekends. Right. I'm like, you know, and people in public service, you know, you gotta you know, have the day fly by. So you get to be kind of jokers, jokesters or, uh, having a good old, you know good time because you work hard, play hard. Um, but that's what was the introduction. I, you know, to the Coast Guard one, and then just looking at what that mission is. What is the what was the Coast Guard about from a reserve part time perspective? And then I've had the, the wonderful time to actually go in and out of service full time. Um, but the, it all shows together public service, right? I've always there's always been a line. It's been, it was a line to me young as a uh, LAPD police explorer. Uh, to actually volunteer and be of service uh, and volunteer uh, at, at a young age. So that public service part was for me something that I've always wanted to do. But at the same note, I'm also an entrepreneur. I, you know, I, so how do you do that? So I was able to, to do that within the United States Coast Guard going almost, almost 34 years now, uh, looking back to, to add that, to, you know, get that, I don't want to say uh, sense of accomplishment to be able to, you know, to work within that public service space. And what what is, you know, a lot of people who don't know, who, who haven't been around it, um, what's unique about the Coast Guard as a branch of service? Because it's a unique branch, right? And, and there's certain aspects that make it unique. But maybe ex expand upon uh, what the Coast Guard is, what it does, and what makes it unique. Yeah, so the Coast Guard is unique. It's 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 a, it's, it's a one-off uh, in ways. It's, it, right now, it res resonates or resides in the Department of Homeland Security. So it's not with DOD, the other services. And it is it, it definitely is a... One of the one of the uniform uh, services, uh, armed services, I should say, uh, within the within the fabric of, of of the military in the United States. Um, but it, what you know, in three or four buckets, the Coast Guard is a law enforcement agency. It's a federal law enforcement agency, which many people do that with some of the missions that are done. If it's you know uh, out on the the waterways or sometimes even uh, within the shores, right? We're we're enforcing you know, federal laws uh, that are applicable. Uh, to if it's maritime or mariners or to just you know federal regulations that or federal laws that we actually enforce. Uh, the other side is regulatory agency, right? Coast Guard's a big regulatory agency, uh, regulates a lot of the industry, uh, uh, both on, on shore and offshore. Uh, from that perspective, uh, the Coast Guard's a military service. They're always doing defense ops. They're deploying other places. Uh, we've lost you know uh, coasties as we call them uh, in doing some of those operations. Uh, the big thing that everyone knows, Coast Guard's a search and rescue organization, right? I call it, describe it as a fire station <laughs> type thing because uh, you call 911, uh, you get, you know, from a policing perspective, you call 911, you also kind of get the Coast Guard calling that because someone needs, uh, uh, they're in distress on the waterways, which the Coast Guard, as we always like to say, we're the premier life-saving service. And um, uh, that's what we do. We go out and save folks uh, uh, in that as well. The last thing is environmental. That's a part that a lot of people don't know about the Coast Guard. Coast Guard's an environmental agency also, right? We are always protecting, you know, wildlife, fisheries, uh, um, you know, for, to keep it fair, uh, as far as, um, you know, as we next up to the international uh, uh, waterways and, 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 and fishermen and compliance with that and vessels compliance and commercial compliance uh, on those as well. So, 
the environment side, you know, oil spills, you know, which people know, you know, that was a big deal with uh, Katrina um, and uh, uh, that situation or BP down in, uh, in the Gulf area. So um, not Katrina, but BP is what I'm talking from an environmental perspective. So there's, there's my spiel on the Coast Guard from I know. <laughs> well, to, to follow with that spiel, I'm going to show a video of uh, that you shared with me right now so people get a little bit of a flavor. That's kind of a pretty exciting thing. So let's take a look at that and we can go further with that. All right. That's the wrong one. Yeah, I just yeah. in case you didn't know. So that's there we go. That was a different one. We're gonna come back to that one. That that that, that, that we'll get back to that one. That was a little bit of a of a, a surprise for you. So yeah, let's, nice. Let's, let's get to the one that um that we do want to uh, exactly right. show. Um, uh, hold on one second. And it's okay to to, to drink like uh, some grape juice online, right? Oh yes, absolutely. All right, man. grape juice. Um. Let's see if we can pull this one up and get this one going. Do you see it? Oh, got it. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back Here we go. Day. Take his mic around the world like the big ass in your rock the masses What was that? What was that besides the great music with it? But what was that? So, so that was a, a, a what we call a, a training film uh, on um, that we do uh, on the higher end of the law enforcement spectrum, specifically the, the you know the uh, I'd say counterterrorism type or a non-compliant situation where we would uh, send out teams similar to that. You know, you train as you fight, as I would always say. Uh, so that was a a training operation on uh, on how we would do some things from a, a Coast Guard perspective to uh, to deal with uh, deal with something in that environment. Uh, that's that's what it was. We finally uh, were able to you know put some films together to do that. That was back in the day. That was uh, a proud proud unit proud to be part of that unit and to uh, kind of help build that unit as well. So, so uh, I mean, there's so much to go into. You know, uh, as far as your experience, you, you know, you've had so many, obviously, you know, in reserve and active duty, you've been a diplomat, you've um, obviously took over recently in the last three years, you had a, a, a pretty uh, significant service mission that you went on for three years. T take us a little through the those things that you've done in your life and the progression of your career in the Coast Guard and the highlights and the things that you you enjoyed the most about being who you are. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. So how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, the biggest the biggest problem, Greg, always is I have an hour and I always bring on guests that I need three hours. So yeah, because that right. Right. And that's <laughs> not even counting a commercial break. Right. Exactly. Uh, no, it's uh, yeah. So highlights. I'll hit that, you know, just so 
keep moving uh, in no particular I mean, my some of my proudest moments was was being enlisted. I was enlisted. I started off the bottom, you know, the bottom level as an E1, E2. Um, thankfully, I had some skills and was able to advance some things. But you know, I spent nine years enlisted, uh, and that's been fun. It's what we call a Mustang, right? And then you don't know sometimes what people are doing uh, as far as looking out for your career or looking for different things. So uh, as I realized what was happening, they were, you know, I was getting invitations from several friends to to go into the officer corps um, and uh, to add different value, right? But as a team, I, I, like, I like to say I'm a teammate uh, and that's been part of my, my, my part to share with others uh, as uh, the, within the Coast Guard, even not even Coast Guard, but just in anything I've done, it's been mostly a team, right? It's not an individual sport, if you will. Um, and I've I kind of applied that to everything and Coast Guard, just that. So I got an opportunity to go uh, and get direct commissioned uh, at, at some point and go to uh, knife and fork school, as we call it, uh, based on me having already the education and, and a degree, a master's degree. Uh, and then I got in the officer side and just had some wonderful folks that looked out for me. Just I said, I'm still in touch with today that uh, that thought I could continue to add value and um, uh, in, in different applications, you know, the, uh, the, the end or the, the law enforcement type spectrum is kind of where I ended up. Um, that's always been a, a good place for me uh, and to apply those things from that. And then just that, you know, getting asked to come back to service after 9-11, uh, you know, which the, you know, the, the service called back a great percentage, 89% of their part-time force, the reserve force to come back because we didn't know what we were dealing with, right? After 9-11. So, uh, and then that shifted the entire country, right? including the Coast Guard and DHS wasn't even a thing back then, right? Department of Homeland Security. Uh, so I, I had the, the phenomenal opportunity to work in that spectrum to get DHS stood up uh, for the first time with Secretary Ridge as the first Secretary of Homeland Security uh, and being part of that team. The Coast Guard was the biggest element or biggest arm to get that going. So that was a, a, a rewarding time. And then up to including you know, working on some of this, you know, the national policy and changes of policy when it comes to protecting our waterways and ports and partners and whatnot, um, up to including this this video you just saw, right? The, the team that was put together on how do the Coast Guard get better to improve some of their their capabilities uh, and then uh, that type of units or units were uh, had added value. So always fun. It's been, it's kind of where we call this thing where it's like plank owners, right? You're the first ones to do stuff. There's been a lot of plank owner things in my career up to including dive school, uh, which uh, was probably one of the hardest but funnest schools I've ever been to. Uh, if you can look at being a, a military diver or Navy diver uh, or Coast Guard diver. So um, uh, challenging, you know, especially in the underwater environment. So that's a fun, another fun milestone. So why was it the hardest? <laughs> so. It, it challenges you. So the mindset, and that's what I, I tell folks as me have the opportunity of being a dive officer, uh, it's not always a physical piece. It's the mind, right? Uh, working in an environment underwater uh, where you're working in environments that are cold. Uh, for, there's currents. You can't see anything, right? So then to have that emulated in a training environment, which you can imagine, uh, people get very creative, uh, in those ways to what we call, you know, uh, in Panama City, you know, with pool week and uh, um, and then also the, the, the challenges from a academic side, because you have to learn all of the, the medicines and things I remember today, Boyle's Law, right, partial pressures and and stuff to to uh, to understand what is happening in those types of environments uh, and then um, that are dangerous. I mean, that's, uh, you know, doing work underwater is dangerous. So. It's, uh, it's something that you want to pay attention to. So uh, so that's why it was hard is that physically, uh, it you know, it was. But I think the, the, the words that I come out of dive school was CCC, cool, calm and collective. Right. That's what gets you through because it has a large uh, um, uh, DOR, uh, DOR, ring the bell, uh, fallout, you know, high percentage, 70, 80 percent of people don't make it through. So. And, you know, go a little bit, if you don't mind, a little deeper, because because like what you're talking about is cool, calm and collective and the mindset, you know, being a captain, being someone who trains uh, people in the Coast Guard. But what you provide to them, because how it's so important in life 
that you that you have the right mindset. That's how that's the difference between success and failure. If you have the wrong mindset, you're going to fail. And ha having that mindset, and like you said, the three C's that you just brought out, you know, that's the thing when everybody else is is freaking out or panicking in a crisis. Having that those three C's, being calm and and being able to that that allows you to be a leader and, and be able to lead people to find the solution. So tell us a little bit more about because it fits in the film industry, and we're going to go into the film industry later with you. But it fits the film industry. It fits all the areas of life too. And you got it in in this environment, but you take it everywhere with you. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's important. I mean, but you. Know, as, as we we go into that, but also I think what I've learned as you know in, in this chapter of life is that you can't sustain that type of thing. You have to also continue to look back on okay, am I taking care of John or taking care of Greg, right? Or in this case myself, uh, from a both spiritual, mental, physical, you know, kind of things. And and, and you know, we I was raised, you know, you know, you know, in a environment where you just continue to go, right? You continue to go. Uh, failure is not an option, right? It's just you know, so that's come up, but also I think being aware of making sure that machine is taken care of, right? Not, again, nutritional value as well. So, so we tend to do that. So that helps that CCC, right? Um, and then of course, just reps, right? Doing it, right? There's been a couple times people are like, "How?" I mean, literally, they stopped me in my steps, or just people working around me, and you know, questions that come up go, "How did you know to go in that direction?" Sometimes it's like you it's a good guess. It's a gut feeling, if you will. Right. Um, and you guessed right. Right. Uh, and you, you go do that, but it was a measured, you know, risk uh, based on the abundance of different things that you've touched on. So as we get in that, the more cool you get, more calm you get as you, as anything else, if it's, if it's, in, you know, everyday life, raising kids and, and which we all chant you with that, that's a, that in itself sometimes will get you cool, calm and collected. Oh yeah, <laughs> as as we talked about that time, um, yeah. you, know, you, you think you've had challenges, and then you get those family challenges and those life challenges that really? make you realize, especially as guys, right, as men, you know, realizing that oh, how do we deal with this? And and you know, just to kind of for a minute there, I know a big part of it. And it was part of our conversation too that that time. Um, but you know, a good part of what you do is your faith as well. And so I don't know if you want to just mention that, but that that's a big part that helps you get through those hard times as well, having ha having that faith. Oh, absolutely. I know you're a man of faith as well. It's it's a big part, you know. And probably for the past 15 years or so, there's something I do every day, right? Even in my last job, you know, being in Haiti, right? you know, uh, is I, I sit still for, you know, the first part of the day, you know, 10 minutes to 20 minutes and just be still that, you know, that part of, of being, you know, getting your, 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 your iron on ready to face the day, but also in that spiritual part. But I, I take that and I, 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 I try to be thankful. Right. But I look back the past 24, right. Of hours meeting and go, you know, where are those blessings where, you know, that I've had or those things that I can either prove on. I'm not perfect. Right. Or can find out different things if it's family or you know relationships or whatever it is um but i take that still time right to uh to just kind of reset think back how can i do this or, or or smile right take that time to smile but but i walk into each day going you know literally i'm gonna put a smile on, on somebody's face right every single day right so you know life is tough life is short but it's like you know uh, you, we can't take all that, we can't take things so seriously. So, well, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I do something similar. I used to do an hour of power, I would call in the morning. Then, of course, it got shortened and shortened and shortened. Exactly, to, right. You know, but uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you can grab. But it's that ability to every morning get up and say, What am I grateful for? What, yeah. no matter what I'm going through, no matter how hard it is, what am I grateful for? Yeah. Um, because that puts you in the right mindset. Uh, uh, um, space and then like you said if you take that attitude i'm gonna go out there and put a smile on somebody's face it gives you a task i do one thing it probably, you know it comes from the the seals of you know i make my bed every morning so i have a success <laughs> you know so i have that morning success i got that morning gratitude and now life is good and now we go out in the world and we try to do the best we can yep. and we deal with whatever life throws at us at that point right amen bro amen yeah amen indeed so you know, the other thing as part of your life, which I'm, you know, uh, totally impressed by, 
because, you know, I dropped out of high school when I was 15. I eventually went back and got a degree and everything. But, you know, I look at your life and, you know, you're somebody who really has uh, focused on education. You've succeeded on so many levels and you're constantly, you know, uh, going to school, learning, doing those things that, that keep improving you. And I think that's a lesson for people as well, is that we always need to be learning. We always need to be growing. And that's such an important thing to do. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So another, what I'll use the word intentional piece of my life is to, you know, um, is to continue to learn, learn something, get some different, get a nugget from somewhere. You know, just anytime I'm reading a couple books, right, uh, and, and getting through that, if it's a spiritual or relationship type book or just a, a professional book or something I'm trying to drill down because I'm going to teach a subject or, or, or talk about it, or I'm just purely interested from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Uh, some of the big stuff that's coming up, AI, right? This, you know, that's a big deal uh, and understanding how that moves within the spectrum of the world, right? And all our energies and just having that energy, speaking of energy. So I put intentional energy to, to learn uh, or try to, you know, improve myself uh, as much as I can all the time and leave that bandwidth to, to do that and to share it, right? That's the, you know, I mentioned before at the top, but, you know, you you know, pull, you know, you reach back sideways and forward. That's my, you know, thing. it's just kind of share and not, you know, keep everything, you know, in as much as you can and, and then still walk away going, it may not be perfect, but, you know, but, or to collaborate, right. Or to, you know, uh, that's another big part of, part of it, but yeah, continue to, you know, to, to, to develop and learn, keep this, this thing up here, you know, minus the hair, right. <laughs> um, uh, what books uh, come to mind, if, if any, uh, a couple of books that you would share that, that have been books that, you know, have helped you or, you you know, you you, you go to your go to books? So one of the books that I, I enjoy and I, I've read a few times is uh, Colin Powell's book, right, on the seven. Or one of, I can't remember the exact title. But it's a Colin Powell book. And, and he's got these principles in there. And I'll read those principles. Right. And one of the top you know, ones is. You know, it's a uh, get mad, man, get over it. Right. <laughs> right. One of those principles. But Colin Powell is an absolute, you know, wonderful leader, soldier, father, just recently passed away. Secretary of State. Right. Uh, former chief of staff. You know, he's absolutely diverse, af you know, kind of in that spectrum. So, um, uh, yeah, the name, the title of the book, but I'm sure people know who Colin Powell is. And that that book, he published one of his first ones talking about his 10 principles, which uh I, I would do that. Other books that, you know, literally I, I'll look down here. I have a book, right, that I'm actually starting to read, right? And it's called The the Four Agreement, right? And uh -huh. The Four Agreements. Right. right? Uh, and this is more kind of relationship on, you know, kind of stuff uh, that I'm just starting to read. And I, and I have it right here in my back. So a lot of that getting reading and having it is having it close by, right? So there you go. Well, I, I know for me, I mean, you know, I've been lucky. When I dropped out of high school at 15, I went on a, um, a, a learning journey that's continued to this day. I've read hundreds and hundreds of books, and it's probably my greatest passion in life. Is re I mean, I got a new book that I'm going to read. It's a, a remake called The Fort Turning that I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to be picking up shortly, um, and it's about what's going on in the world today. But there's so many books, motivational books, biographies, like you say, Colin Powell. He grew up in my neighborhood, the South Bronx, <laughs> where I grew up. So and I heard him speak at a motivational uh, seminar many, many years ago. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of that book, but um, I'm going to yeah pull it up before we do the name of that book by Colin Powell. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's the thing for people, I think, to, you know, to continue, especially now as the world keeps turning so fast and new things keep getting introduced the need to stay abreast of learning is, is even more important than it even, even was when, when I was young, you know, now it's like really important because life keeps moving faster and faster and faster. So, you know, there's no time to not keep up with it. It's like, do it, find the time and, and take advantage of it. Um, tell us a little what you can, I'm going to uh, pivot a little bit more and then I want to come to your, your other journeys. Well, two of them, one is a, a diplomat, you know, as, what did you do? Because uh, diplomacy is such an important thing um, in, in the Coast Guard and in life. What did you do in that aspect? And I want to take you a little bit more on the Coast Guard experience before we pivot to after all this stuff, you know, film. 
producing, writing, yeah. acting. I want to get there. So, but before I do that, tell us about the diplomat side. And then I want to, your last adventure with the Coast Guard, whatever you can tell us about that. And then we're going to pivot into, uh, in, into the creative side. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the, that was the last thing I did. Just wrapped up that about a month or so ago. Another extraordinary opportunity that came knocking, right? It, you know, asked if I, if, if I was interested in, in doing that the particular role, it's, you know, it's called SDO DAD, Senior Defense Official, Defense Attaché. Um, I didn't really know a lot about it. I knew I had interest in it years ago. Um, and then, uh, and then as you, you know, put things away, then, you know, it was, it was a fast moving ask or request if I would consider doing that particular job um, uh, to help our, uh, what I would call my, our full-time brethren, which, you know, as far as filling that position. Uh, so, uh, so I, it lined up where I could check with family it was good. My kids were older, not, not an issue there. The work I was doing, which is in, you know, in the entertainment space, I was able to pause that and, and kind of take on that opportunity, uh, which was, is an extraordinary opportunity. It's, a, um, I call it a once in a career type, type ask to, to, you know, kind of go into that space. The Coast Guard itself doesn't have a big foreign service program. Um, so, uh, you know, so it was a three-year requirement. The first year is all training. It's, it's, uh, uh, I think you mentioned before language, language, uh, there's a, uh, what they call defense attaché school. And then there's other types of training to, to work in that type of environment. Um, um, as far as from a diplomatic or department of state environment. Uh, so once you get through all that, then you, uh, you actually get into country and, uh, just a fabulous opportunity and the things I can, you know, say, which are not, in any, you know, it's not any um, classified realm, so to speak, or, or that. Not to say uh, there's many things that, that 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 job requires in that space, but um, but it's literally just that. It's it's it's. I mean, you're there uh, as a. I was there as a, a senior advisor to the, uh, the ambassador of, of Haiti, uh, basically appointed by the Secretary of Defense, in this case, uh, Secretary Austin, uh, to be uh, his rep. Uh, and then to collaborate with the other uh, agencies within an embassy, uh, and this is in general, right? Uh, um, and then also keep communication with, you know, the COCOM in the area, combatant command, that is, uh, obviously the, what we call it, uh, the senior um, uh, folks over in the, in the Pentagon and then Secretary of State uh, stuff. And then there's also some things on the uh, attache side working within the um, uh, the IC community um, uh, on things. And then just you, you're literally having those relationships with your peer group or uh, in that foreign country. So in this case, you know, the foreign military or um, the, uh, uh, you know, even up to the, you know, prime minister, the uh, different diplomats from the other countries within that. So it's all relationship uh, building or, or collaboration based on U.S. policies and the direction we're going from a, a country and then specifically just in that defense or military realm. Uh, and then I'll, last I'll say is in you know, the collaboration that happens within the embassy um, to send one voice, one message, one policy, right? The, you know, the ambassador represents the, the, the president of the United States. Uh, and then those policies that are exercised via, via that space, via the Department of State, right? Ambassador works for Department of State. Um, and you're literally working with every three and four letter alphabet, right? Uh, every day. And in this case in Haiti, you know, as I, a phrase I say is that every day is Monday in Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and that means that you're, you're basically, you're, you're scrambling every day. Basically. Right. My, I have, I have phenomenal team, you know, that, you know, we, we try to, you know, we, we, we do the best we can, uh, with what we have, usually it's limited resources, et cetera, uh, and apply that going forward. But at the same note, at that high tempo, uh, every day is Monday. You, you got to remind folks is that, you know, we got to take care of ourselves and, and sometimes say no, right? It's just, you know, we'll look at it a different day. Uh, and some people don't want to hear no's sometimes, but, uh, or we'll get back to you or let's, let's, let's pull, you know, other ideas together. So I'm going to throw up a couple of pictures of you and, um, and then we're going to pivot into uh, the creative side. But here's just some pictures. You know, this is obviously you on one of the Coast Guard boats there. Yep. Um, uh, that's actually was actually on one of the, yeah, the Haitian Coast Guard boats. Uh, and those gentlemen there are, uh, 
I should put my glasses on, which would help. There we go. Um, are uh, a couple Coast Guard members, and then some of them are are uh, 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 security type protective guys. So, and then this is another one of you um, here. Yeah. So that was a, a, a rewarding time over at uh, uh, the Combatant Command. This time, is, this is Southcom, um, and the uh, the gentleman. I think he's a. Uh, I can't. He's one of the. Um, generals uh revis uh um so he's he was in charge of all the reserve forces for the for the uh uh, army um and then this gentleman that i'm patting there is a guy that came to me temporarily that uh filled in a hole you know at at the time um uh, great guy uh uh, that you know paused his career to come out and help out uh phil he's he's haitian guy speaks hate you know speaks uh uh, Creo, Creo, and uh, was able to plug and play immediately to some of the things we were dealing with. So and I had a chance to go out there and and uh, reward him or thank him, you know, publicly uh, for his uh, his sacrifice to his you know, family to you know come serve. And here's a picture that I had a chance to attend an event with you uh, uh, years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that was um i'll put it it back up yeah so that was uh legion metal oh that was the metal uh metal of valor one of the tv shows or something right was that i i believe so and uh uh, that's yeah metal of valor and um yeah and then the guys yeah the guys in the picture was his wife um um don't remember first name but uh that was ian marks uh he's one of the docs for i call him the doc for the coast guard And, and then of course yourself uh, you haven't aged a, 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 a day, John. Uh, and that, that was <laughs> like keep up, six or seven keep up years ago. Uh, I know. It was a long time ago. I've been trying to keep up with you, man. Um, but, yeah, going out. And then there, they, here I got the the, the Colin Powell, uh, My American Journey. That was the, the that was the book. My Amer- was, American Journey. That's right. My first that's books. Right. Yep. I had a, a, a – my – my great friend is handling me this because he's like, oh, no, here's the book. They were helping me in the background here. So, you know, how it goes dynamic. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So let's pivot. I mean, so all this stuff, it's hard to believe sometimes, you know, like, you know, when people don't know somebody and they meet somebody, you have no idea who that person is. Right. And, yeah. you know, obviously when we met, we met in a certain space in a world. But here you were, you know, military, Coast Guard, Reserve, active duty. But then you're a creative. You're, you know, you're an actor. You're a writer. You're a producer. Um, you're all these other things. How did you? How did that part of your life start, and why? And then we're gonna watch you in one of your acting roles that I accidentally shared a moment of. But go ahead. Yeah, what a great. Yeah, that was a great. Uh, another unexpected kind of thing. Short story. You know, thirty seconds to have some context in it. Um, well, my dad actually reminded me that I went to acting school when I was four, 13 or 14 or something. I totally forgot about it. So he wasn't, he's like, you were talking about that for, you know, when you were, you know, 12, 13. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Um, but as I mentioned, entrepreneur, creative, you're always creating. I've always had that creative entrepreneurial spirit, but, or energy. And as I left active duty, um, uh, and went into corporate, you know, corporate world, um, and specifically for, for Pinkerton government services, where I was, a uh, you know, in the C-suite or, cor- or vice president, uh, phenomenal opportunity. Um, it still wasn't, you were constantly evolving, right? We're constantly trying to move in a direction or be in a neighborhood that, that you want to be in as far as your professional career goes that where things don't feel like work, right? It's just like, you just want to go and in this case, create. So that landed, uh, thankfully to my, uh, relationship I was in before, and it was in that creative space. I was married to a creative, um, and, uh, was able to, uh, to meet some folks and, you know, this guy, you know, I never forget him. I'm going to pop his name here, but Lino DeSalva, uh, who happened to be an, you know, exec over at Disney. And I met him at, we were at some function or reception and he went over and he goes, okay, so I hear you're, you're going to possibly leave corporate. And I'm like, yeah. I'm headed out that kind of way. And he introduced me. He's like, hey, you know, this industry thing is all about, you know, relationships and who you know and, and getting, you know, kind of stuff. And that's what he did. He's like, do you mind if I, you know, talk to you about a couple things or or introduce you to some stuff? And I ended up segueing that into my first stuff, which is on sets. 
which was tech advising, you know, taking my skill sets that I've acquired in both uh, uh, law enforcement, Coast Guard, whatever, and applying that to the to the to the industry. But what I before I did do that, as I respected the industry and learned simple things, right? Like, what's a set? Who's a first? Who's a set? Who's who's the P, right? Who are these P, right? You know, you do that through other things, being an extra or doing that. And your career, I think people say, you know, everyone's entry point is different, right? You know, and and it's always evolving and and whatnot. Um, But that's how it all got, you know, kind of started. I just kind of was pointing direction, built some relationships and and people were like, hey, how about this? Well, how about this, that? And uh, so that was the beginning. Uh, 10, so 11. you got it. You got into of all the things, and we'll come back to going a little further with it. But acting, and I'm going to show a clip now of you uh, actually acting, it, and then you can explain what this is after <laughs> yeah. we watch it. Hey, what's up, little bro? What's going on, Greg? Good. How you doing? Good. Appreciate the drop. No worries. A little busy out here. Yeah, a little bit. Everything all right? Yeah, I'm good. You? I'm good. You don't know. I just got my little bros back. Appreciate it. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, um, when are you going back to the CIA? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. so that was a little uh, TV show, right? Was it a TV show? It was a yeah concept uh, pilot we were shooting. Uh, I got asked, you know, be involved in. Um, didn't uh, like you know, you know, a lot of things don't get. You know, people create a lot of things, but you know, only ten percent ever make it to the big screen or little screen or any any screen. But um, but I like to always reflect on just great opportunities to to work on uh, on scripts and, and that particular thing with PJ there. Uh, that, we met uh, something he wrote and did. And that's what you know about that collaboration. Uh, that's what I did. He's asked if I can do it. I can't pay a whole lot, but I can, you know, uh, uh, you can bring stuff. And a lot of things I like to do is things that I've worked in that, that environment, which makes it easy. But as I said, I learn an acting coach, learning all that stuff. You know, you, I mean, we have to apply that. But, um, but I got other interests uh, as I kept going down that acting road. And what do you have, you know, and uh, what's your journey now? Obviously, you're you're back out into reserve again and you're uh, go- getting back a little bit into the creative world again and uh, putting your feet back into that as a writer, as a producer, as an actor. What What's some of that journey looking like for you now going forward? Well, yeah. So uh, it's an interesting time right now because, uh, you know, everyone's on strike. Right. Especially the WGA, the you know, uh, Screen Actors Guild, which uh, I voted to support and to. Uh, it should strike for some of these things that are uh, that are being discussed with AI and streaming and what's fair because it hadn't been in, uh, in the direction it's going. And I do look forward to getting out there uh, in, you know, the help with you know carrying pickets and stuff, which I, I will be doing. Um, but as I transition, I mean, this is transition mode. So I'm coming out of a bubble. Right. Where, uh, and I decided to you know take 60 to 90 days off to just just reset a uh, new chapter. Um, you know, kids, family, parent, you know, all the things that happen in life that are going on, our relationships, uh, and they just really get back grounded, you know, and as, and as I segue back into the industry, having some meetings, doing some stuff, I met with some partners that uh, talking about some creative ideas in the last couple of weeks. Right now, I'm sitting in New York, right, um, uh, doing, uh, uh, hanging out, just reacquiring relationships, uh, um, but just, you know, settling down. So, so what I see, I'll be back in Los Angeles in about a week. I'll do some more meetings um, and and create, right? I continue to create. I got some great ideas that I've been outlining and doing stuff. So so that's my intent is uh, is to continue to uh, cr- you know create some uh, not only storybooks but outlines um, and uh, on some ideas that I have, and then working with some of my you know writing partners uh, to to bring those to flourishing. And have it timed out right. So once the once the industry starts coming back, which we I think you know, it's going to be a little while, uh, based on what everything's coming. But um, up to including, you know, my agents like, are hey, you get back into the you know acting space or all that? I'm like, I you're right now. It's like I don't know. I'm going to you know kind of talk a little bit and kind of do. I'm thankful I have you know opportunities uh, you know to do that. Uh, but I'm excited about you know the future in reference to um, 
into the entertainment space from a especially a producer side. I'm looking more not in front of the camera, but but behind and creating. I get excited about the which you can probably see creating content uh, and then and then getting into that more of the WGA. I got a phenomenal uh, mentor uh, that is uh, that you know that is that's one of my other meetings I'm going to have with him in, in the near future. A big time writer um, director um, that. We shored up a relationship three or four years ago from the, uh, the WGA writing program, which I was uh, the veteran writing program, which I, I was able to uh, selected to participate in. Uh, and then uh, by, by that space, creating some great relationships and it's really with a couple of my mentors, uh, um, which is what I've come to say. It's, you know, any, and it's just not the entertainment. It's all about relationships and many things we do. So. And you've also been part of, and that's how we, we came across each other, too, in all the different layers, but the of Veterans of Media Entertainment, BME, which is a group of military veterans that are in the film industry on every, uh, you know, people from every different uh, uh, category of uh, career, right? Absolutely. Great organization that, you know, derived from other and they're, they're continuing to, or, you know, I'm still part of that organization uh, to allow a pathway and introduction to um, to many of the military or service member types or first responders, whatever it is, to, to get introduced to that. A lot of folks, you know, as I call, getting off the bus, coming to L.A., going, I'm going to you know, work in the, in the space. But VMA has done a fabulous job to provide some, some uh, educational types of things where it's safe. Um, and then I, I will say I'll add to it, the value that military members bring uh, to a set is phenomenal, right? Uh, they know how to work in a team. They know how to work fast paced. And oftentimes I've had conversations with directors and other folks. And and you know, I explained that to them, uh, that it's really no different. Right. And in, in many ways of a of a, you know, planning for an operation, you know, in a military environment or law enforcement, whatever it is that, that you know, doing the set. Right. It's a short term thing. Everyone comes together. All these different entities come together, you know, in the industry to make something. Same thing in the you know military component. They, a lot of energy up front. The only part I always emphasize is that sometimes on the military side, the out, you know, the input maybe or the the exit may be a little different, right? Depending on what you're doing, but the energy and the teamwork and collaboration, um, and sometimes friends for life that happen are are may are the same. And you know, I know when I got involved because I ended up getting involved by doing some training videos. I got line produced for the U.S. Marine Corps, and yep. that opened up a door for me. And that because of that door opening. I started saying, well, what else can I do? Because I was in Hollywood to help um, military vets. And I started to do, you know, trainings. And I met the people from VME when it was VFT. And yeah, so I started right. to do trainings back then. And, you know, and it, it was it gave me an opportunity to take what skills I had and share them. And you, like you said, it was like I found it as a win-win because when I hired military vets on my sets, I was able to get people who were both able to lead, but also um, uh, take orders and do with the job. So yeah. they were willing to do whatever it took. At the same time, if they need to step into leadership, they can step in leadership. So they kind of have both. And it was always a good um, relationship. And it was always a good experience for me to do that. So, oh, know, yeah, I, so the, the can do positive at, attitude will get it done is, is, is phenomenal in sets. And a lot of the leadership wants, you know, they desire that. And, you know, it uh, adapt adapting to everything, you know, it, it changes on sets. The same thing in the in that environment and being and how you operate under and use that CCC, right? That's right. <laughs> to, uh, to to keep moving forward, right? So it's well, a you know, it, it's like I always say, you know, uh, th there's a, a meme out there that says, you know, because uh, I'm a line producer primarily as well as producer, but they say, you know, line producing is easy. It's like riding a bike, except the bike is on fire, you're <laughs> on fire, and everything's on fire. And in the middle of all that, you're supposed to be calm and find the solutions. But that's what that's how you do it is because yeah. if you freak out because everything is going crazy, then you're not going to be part of the solution. You're going to be part of the problem. Um, and that's that's not the purpose of leadership. Leadership is to, you know, help find the solutions. That's yeah. that's your job. So yeah, um, what kind of genres, anything that you, you specifically and I'm, and we got a few more minutes and I want to take us back to the Coast Guard. Yeah. We're going to do a little bit. I'm going to show a video there and we're going to talk a little bit more to wrap up on the Coast Guard. Okay. Uh, but but uh, anything on this, on the industry that you want to touch on before we kind of move back a little bit? No, no, I look forward. I, I'm thankful. You know, I guess I've had some uh, the direction kind of going. I look forward to getting back into my rhythm of write, writing, but also change. You know, I was just talking to one of my uh, 
good friend um, uh, who hopefully we'll collaborate and do some things with and um, uh, in the future, but how the industry's changed. I've been out of it for the last three years, right? So I've had to open up some space to go, okay, what's happening now? And then of course now, you know, can you, the strike part that's happening for, for good reasons. Um, but you know, that drama, real, real life story type stuff, um, minor of action. You know, I always say like maybe blue bloods and uh, meets, uh, this is us, right. Uh, type, type show. I, you know, I kind of get in that, but something I've learned from, you know, just the creative space is that, you know, the best stories are the real stories, right. That come out. And there's a lot of those out there, which, you know, you're fully of it. We've talked about different, different things and, and then, and then where are you going to apply that? So I look forward to getting to a rhythm, you know, again, starting actually this week uh, of writing some things down, um, um, you know, getting some outlines, getting, you know, what, you know, what the flavor, what does a story look like? What's the whole season look like? Uh, that's fun. Right. And I have uh, some, some, some good ideas and stuff. Some of it's from the world I was just playing in. Right. Which is absolutely, you know, some of the stuff we've dealt with things I can't even make up. Right. Um, but thankfully I was smart enough to write some things down, uh, if you will, to, to try to, uh, to, uh, there's some real richness and, and I, I think for sure interest, uh, in, in some of the stuff, uh, not to mention some of the other things I had already been working on as I you know, transitioned back. So look forward to collaborate, look forward to, to get back and, you know, into that space, look forward to a few more meetings I'm going to have with some ideas. People have some great ideas. Uh, I was recently approached about doing, you know, doing a couple of things as an actor again. Um, but we'll see, right. It's, uh, that's not going to happen in the near future, but, um, but as you and I have talked about some things, but, you know, like I said, I, I am thankful and, uh, to have some opportunities and some conversations more to have in that yeah. space. And hopefully we find a way to collaborate on something as well. Let me just pivot now to, uh, um, a little uh, video from the uh, coast guard and we'll kind of take it out on that one. Um, nice. Let's see if I can get that one up there. And here we go. And tell me if you see it. I see it. All right, here we go. What makes a life a good one? Is it our adventures? Or the friends we find along the way? Is it the challenges we conquer together? or how we put our talents to use. Maybe it's the people's lives we touch every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? You'll have to figure that one out for yourself. GoCoastGuard.com. There you go. Um, <laughs> so on, on that, obviously, you know, as you're still in, uh, the thing is always uh, recruitment is always an important part yeah. of. Uh, so the Coast Guard needs people. So it's a great organization to join, and you've had a lifetime to prove that. Yeah, it's what a great yeah, um, you know, kind of uh, bookend if you know or commercial break if you we call it. Talk to some production terms in here, but. Yeah, it's been a great opportunity, and and this you know ended on that note. I mean, I will give a plug to the Coast Guard. You know, that's uh, shamelessly. You know, it's been one of the best decisions I made 34 years ago to get involved with the organization. It offers so much, and it isn't. We're in high, as I say, we're in hiring mode, right? Um, you know, and I'll I'll hit on a few things and 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 throw out there and throw back up here. One of the things I have, which you just said, you know, to find out anything about the Coast Guard is. Uh, GoCoastGuard.com, just like I said, GoCoastGuard.com. And you can find out about, you know, our scholarship programs, uh, which, you know, that helps uh, 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 those folks that are in college looking for a career, looking for excitement, looking for skills to build that take them out and you can wind up. You can wind up anywhere. You can wind up in the, in the inter, you know, entertainment space, right, um, doing things or, or, uh, in that space. But you have opportunities in the reserve, which we call us, I call part-time course, which you can serve part-time, which you can find out as well. Then there's other, there's our academy. If you want to go to school, the Coast Guard, just like all the other services, they have a service academy. We have an academy. Um, and then, uh, and of course, just a traditional rate, which is boot camp, which I was a founder of boot camp. Uh, I, not a founder of, but actually a participant. That's uh, an interesting uh, <laughs> boot camp. 
uh, you know, starting off from the bottom, you know, to, to do that at our uh, training center in Cape May. So, um, so, the, so we're hiring, you know, plug there, go to uh, gocoastguard.com uh, to find out anything about the Coast Guard. And of course, if someone wants to reach out to me specific, you know, directly, they can do that, you know, via yourself uh, to help with that or ask her any questions. What I always like to do is I like to at least put people talking to the right people, right? That, you know, that consensus uh, or not consensus, but the collaboration piece uh, or introductions or whatever it is. But um, yeah, thanks for asking or mentioning that at the, the end. Uh, I'm glad to, to, uh, to, to end it on that note, if you will. Hey, well, Greg, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I'm honored to know you, brother. And uh, thank you for all your service that you've done on so many levels. Uh, it's, you know, it's been a blessing to call you a brother and a friend, man. So um, thank you so much back at you. And uh, I, I look forward to us collaborating in the future, man. Wish you the best with everything. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for your service. Thanks for what you're doing here again. Um, have the uh, rest of a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you out there. We'll see you in the field, bro. All right. And see everybody next week. Uh, if you uh, enjoyed the show, come here uh, next Sunday. Hope you were inspired by Greg's story and his powerful sense of sense of purpose and mission in the Coast Guard and in life. So join us next Sunday as well and uh, share the show with all your friends. Have a great one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And